Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom That was the only way we could open the show this week. I assume everyone listening has been listening to the song on repeat. Break up, bye bye. Break up, uh, bye bye. Did MNK write that? Oh, I, that I didn't occur to me, but I, that would make sense. I assume so. It's better than most songs I think that have ever been featured on Drag Race. It felt very different. It's such a banger. It is a bop. I felt like an actual girl band could have released that song with a chorus, and it would have been really good. It yeah. worked. So you loved this week's episode? It was one of the best ever. Generally, I don't know if I watched it at a bar. I watched it at Phoenix Arts Club with Ophelia Love and Kitty Scott Claus. Shout out to them, they're amazing. Meow. Um, it was so much fun. <laughs> Genuinely, watching it at a bar is the best thing ever. It is. In I a know. bar, what am I American? What am I talking about? I went to a bar. No, yeah, I think um, I once, one of my proudest, proudest moments, this is not an achievement, but was when I was in America and I was in a, at a viewing party when Valentina Maskate happened and it did just feel like being in the centre of what straight people must consider the World Cup final. <laughs> just like everyone <laughs> cheering, people crying, just the drama of it all. Um, yeah, so maybe, do you think you love this episode more because you experienced it in that capacity? Yeah, I think so. But then when I rewatched it again, I was like, this is one of the best ever. The shout out to the editors, because yeah. they made it seem like a certain group was going to win, don't you think? The, the first group. I thought the first, the way they edited it, I was like, the first group are going to walk this. I know, and then... The shady editors. <laughs> well, I was just expecting a huge dip, because we all know how much I loved the Snatch Game episode, because I was quite OTT about it, really. really <laughs> so I was like, yeah, there's going to be a dip. And then this week, it was just like, oh shit, it's just getting better and better. I'm oh. living. Um, but I will say one thing about this episode. I don't think there's ever been so much crying in an episode of Drag Race ever. You got emotion. I was going to suggest to people who want to have an extra way of enjoying this episode, watch it and have a shot every time someone cries. <laughs> you will find yourself paralytically drunk by the end of it, but it will be lots of fun. So yes, we should dive in and get into the episode. Um, so they start as they always do with... Um, it feels like something wrong leaving. Didn't that feel like it was like months ago now? It does. The next time is just dragging at the moment. But yeah, it starts off very shady because Cheryl's like, poor Simpson Wong's finally been sent home. She had a good ride, but did she have too much to show? I'm not sure. The shade from Cheryl. I found it quite weird to come from Cheryl because it's not like she's been slaying <laughs> competition to this point. But she's like, yeah, some, I thought something had some quite good... Like high points. Yeah, no, I did. I mean, I'm still kind of reeling from the whole stamp thing week one. So I was just like... Oh my God, week one, everyone thought she was going to the final. That stamp. But that was a peak. <laughs> was she peaked in episode one? Yeah, well, that's efficiency for you. But yeah, they, <laughs> yeah the UK queen seem to be very shady once someone leaves. There's not a lot of kind words. It's more like, yeah, yeah another one bites the dust. Um, I thought it was quite sad, something's uh, mirror message. She said, I hope you all believe in yourself more than I believed in me. I know, that was sad. Um, I would have thought she'd have more confidence after all that Jerry Hallowell love. Jerry Horner. <laughs> Jerry Horner love. Maybe she wrote the message before Jerry came along, because surely that is going to boost you. It just made no sense, because she hadn't professed to be a Jerry Horner fan. No. Specifically, I, do you know what I mean? Jerry assumes everyone is a fan till told otherwise. <laughs> Not many people tell her otherwise. Um, so yeah, Crystal is like, oh, well, about something. Um, but she also says that lip syncing for your life is harder than she thought. 
I bet it is. I think it is because I'm always like, I could do better than them. Yeah. In fact, even later today with this lip sync, I'm going to say, I could do, do better. Yeah, I think it's much harder than we think. Because I think often we don't consider the fact that you're in heels, you've been yeah. stood up for hours, it's the end of a long day, you've just been read for filth by the judges. Yeah. Confidence is at the bottom. And then you have to turn it out. And you're so focused on remembering the words, probably extra gimmicks and moves are not. Yeah, no, I think it's much harder than it looks. Is there one lip sync song that you know that you could slay? Um, what could I really slay? Maybe like, um, maybe fight for this love. <gasps> we gotta fight, fight. Do you know the whole routine? I do know that I was about to do the dance routine, which is great podcast material, isn't it? Me <laughs> dancing. <laughs> Listen to these dance moves. <laughs> the bit where her hand is like all kind of shaky. Um, yes. Yeah, I love doing My um, ultimate fantasy. Well, if Madonna's Vogue, if I did that, I could do the full routine. But sometimes people penalise you for copying. Yeah, routine. the actual choreography. So, um, and similarly with Kate Bush, Wuthering Heights. I know I could slay that, but it would be very much me doing an imitation of Kate Bush, <laughs> which is basically just acting like a crazy person. Um, so yeah, and then there's yet more shade because um, Cheryl and Blue, uh, they're all talking about uh, the Snatch Game episode. Cheryl and Blue don't think the double win was deserved. What did you think of this? I know, that was quite shady. I don't know if it's, um, I mean, looking back on Bagger's outfit, it really, I'm not sure she deserved the win. That yeah. space outfit was not great. Well, I think what they're doing is because there's only eight episodes of Drag Race, which is short compared to the US seasons. I think they're trying to give out more wins, which mm. is why this week we end up getting three. Spoiler, but obviously you've all seen the episode. Um, yeah, the one bit I found annoying about this interaction is they both, Cheryl and Blue both say they don't think the double win was deserved, but they never include who they thought it should go to. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it was the Vivian, because that's, I mean, surely no one watched that and thought the Vivian didn't deserve to win. But I would have liked them to play out this drama a bit more. Um, Davina says that Bagger dominates the space and talks over people. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> the, a running narrative. And the Vivian says it's time to um, whittle out the garbage. And she says the top two is coming closer and closer. Is, is it? My Vivian impression's getting worse and worse. Closer. I've seen a lot of things on social media this week saying the Vivian's too cocky and people are finding it a bit off-putting. Are you yeah. getting that as a viewer? Yeah, they are adding to make her seem incredibly cocky and setting her up, setting herself up. Well, I mean, Show a bit of she's saying it clearly, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> so they're including every bit of her cockiness. So it just depends. Is it a Bianca Del Rio? I mean, she's backing it up, though. She's bringing it every week, so she is backing up the cockiness, but... Well, until this week, but we will get to that. Um, we get the video message from Rue, and it's... Um, sometimes they're quite vague, and you don't really know what the challenge is going to be, but this one yeah. is like, well, it's fucking girl groups. It's she girl bands. Mentioned every girl group that there is. Girl groups. Um, what are your all-time favourite girl groups, Charlie? The first ever album I bought was <sighs> Destiny Child Survivor. Survivor, that's quite late for for. I don't think you're a bit younger than me. I'm, I'm only seventeen. I'm only seventeen. Because my, I think my first album was, I bought was Five's debut album, which was also called Five. <laughs> debut. Was, Do they have several <laughs> albums? They have about three albums, I think. <laughs> debut with their early work. I'm a fan <laughs> of the early work. Commercial. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of their early work. <laughs> Five. So, so Destiny's Child are your all-time favourites then? Uh, I love Destiny's Child. I love girl. I do love Girls Aloud. Yeah. Nobody sees that. They have some bangers. You know the show is meant to be about anal sex? 
Who said that? Uh, people have always said it. It's not just me. People have, throughout the time, people have always said it. Throughout <laughs> the time. People said the show is about anal. Nobody sees the show until so the my show heart is says so. for anal sex. So it's like, until I'm ready, I'm not going to give up the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look it up. This is, no, this is up. like conspiracy theories. Do you think I'm just making it up? This is up there with like, we didn't land on the moon. The show is about anal sex. I don't think we landed on the moon. <laughs> There's a shadow on the flag. Let's not even get into Let's not get into conspiracy theories. Let's stick to what matters, which is favourite girl bands. Bands. Because for me, and I'm getting sick of this in life in general. Oh, here we go. I think when it comes to the history of pop music in the UK, the sugar babes are massively overlooked. Oh. reference Girls Aloud. If you lived through that time, which you did, you know the sugar babes were bigger than Girls Aloud. But history does not teach that. <laughs> it's not. They don't teach that in history at school. It's like the they do not. Yeah, it's like it's not allowed to be spoken. spoken about. <laughs> I was not told that. What's your favourite iteration of the Sugar Babes, though? Who was the ultimate lineup? Was it the original? <sighs> Mucha, Keisha, Heidi. Not the original, no. Siobhan, piss I mean, off. The, the original was not there for very long. The only Before she like escaped through a window. She escaped through a toilet window. Do you remember that? I had totally forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when they, re- they reunited, my friend was like, barricade the windows, don't let her escape. I watched, I watched Charlie doing that halfway through the podcast recording. Escape <laughs> through the winter. You are not doing a Siobhan on her stay. But yeah, the Sugar Babes, no, no other girl band, and prepare to gasp, including the Spice Girls, has more classics than the Sugar Babes for me. Hole in the head, push the button. I need to know how I feel about you now. Freak like me. I mean, the list is endless. Well, it's not endless, though. <laughs> it very much has an end. So what are your... <laughs> uh, what are your favourite girl group songs of all time? Girls, I have... Um, say you'll be there. Classic, yes. That was the first single I bought. Moon! Moon! Oh, <laughs> so your first single was Say You'll Be There. Mine was Gangster's Paradise. And what was yours, Charlie? Single. That's uh, your relationships. <laughs> Permanently. <laughs> um, I think maybe this is very. Oh, it was very niche. It was Brandy. <gasps> what about us? Oh, that is a really good song. Oh, you know that song. Oh, oh people know that song. Things, things that she said. It was a hit. It was number four in the charts. Look at you, number four. I'm a geek. I'm sorry. That was, uh, I think I bought it on cassette. Cassingle. <laughs> I love that out of the three of us, Moon has the gayest first single. <laughs> so For those interested in what Moon is wearing oh, this yeah. week. We've Fashion update. This jumper yet, actually. We've got a, would you say navy blue? Yeah, I'm going to go for a navy blue, maybe navy a midnight blue. blue. And what have we got on underneath it, Moon? Oh, a six-pack! Yay! Plain black t-shirt. So we're just trying to trick Moon into getting it. <laughs> it didn't work again. Oh. Foiled. Yeah, it's best That's you one can. of our most um, popular weekly segments, What is Moon Wearing? And then <laughs> just while I, it, it occurs to me, while I remember, Charlie, should we do our other one? You know what that is. Oh, the tongue pop. Yeah, people love hearing you fail every week. I don't. <laughs> My weekly failure. Okay, right. Here we go. Many. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Okay, right. Three. <laughs> I still don't even know how you do it. I should probably look up a YouTube tutorial. I love this. Okay, I can teach three. You to do it. Okay, right. Blah, 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 blah. Three, <laughs> two, one. Oh, that was good. Was it closer? 
That was good, yeah. Oh, okay. Last week, but last week, if I remember rightly, you got it on the fourth attempt. Was that was the that first was first off? Look at me, I'm okay. getting better. I think it's because you did a little warm up then. I did a little vocal warm. I don't know if you heard. That. I did a little vocal warm up, little mental preparation. Oh my God. By the finale, you're going to be putting Alyssa to shame. <sighs> I know. Be like loud pops everywhere. <laughs> um, I just need to do a quick run through because it is important of my favorite girl group songs of all time. So I want to say GRL Ugly Heart, which oh. By the way, Little Mix massively ripped off with shout out to my ex and I'm still not over the brazenness of what they did. Ooh, he's not over it. Get the lawyers. Sugar Babes About You Now, as I just mentioned. TLC, Unpretty. You might be too young for that one, Charlie. Atomic Kitten, The Last Goodbye and It's Okay. And one of the greatest songs of all time, Bewitched, Jesse, Hold On. <laughs> Jesse, Hold On. Moon, why are you laughing? <laughs> in the gay community that's a very know. important groundbreaking song <laughs> no, I prefer uh, The Weatherman The rain on myself Yeah The Weatherman I don't know why that's it's like Cher, Cher doing <laughs> she famously covered Bewitched so we have <laughs> we have what must be your favourite mini challenge of the season and it is mine the reading challenge reading is what? Fundamental. Fundamental. This is, like, this is our thing. We met at a roast. Really, that is just the reading challenge, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So we really are casting an expert eye over this. So I'm excited to hear what you, do you think. think of... So do you think they're writing their reads like in the hotel at night? So obviously they, do. they don't exactly know who's going to be there, right? When they, I mean, they might hear from friends, right? Who's going to be on Drag Race? Yeah. They might so suspect. Especially the UK version, because it's been pending for years. Yeah. They probably all had a good idea. But on the American show, I think they're pretty much just writing it on the whim. And I think you can tell by the reads they come up with that they yeah. they haven't really had months in advance. Of yeah. Um, so who did you think, how should we go through this? Should we go through each one one by one or just do an overview of who we thought was good and who we thought was shit? Let's do an overview. Okay. I loved, who did I love? I like, I quite like Cheryl's. I know they weren't hilarious, but they were actual jokes. They weren't just like bag of shite. <laughs> They were actual jokes. Where was... Oh, I've got on... The favourite show... I love your work to Davina. I love your work on the telly, but my favourite show you've done already is The Grand National. No! Yeah. At least it's a joke. Yeah. I prefer, I prefer a well-written joke. I'm being snobby. My favourites were Blue Hydrangea. Um, she said, Cheryl Hall, we know your biggest drag inspiration is Alyssa Edwards. You've got the dancing, the outrageous personality, and the overbite and the back rolls. I mean, you can back see it coming a mile off. But yeah. like, to be honest, anytime anyone says back rolls on the show, I'm going to laugh every time. I'm like a baby that you take off. <laughs> every single time it's going to work. But the actual winner was um, Crystal. Did you see that one coming? I didn't. I did like the Madonna line. I, I bet you appreciated the Madonna line, didn't you? That was my favourite joke of the roast. Actually. Obviously. Hindrangers. Oh, I just said Hindrangers. <laughs> Let me try it again. I love Hindrangers. Oh, I did it again. I was about to say that word. I was going to try and be more smart this week after last week was just like the whole episode was educating Ed. Because I was just like, <laughs> didn't know anything and you knew everything. And, but seems like picking up where we left off. <laughs> I will say I wasn't shocked by Crystal's win because I've noticed a formula in the reading challenge, which once you notice it kind of ruins the winning aspect of it. Oh, tell us. Each, Give us the insight. <clears throat> every series, um, when they do the reading challenge, each queen, they show two reads apart from the person who has declared the winner who gets three or four. So uh, Crystal included three jokes. So I knew as soon as that happened. Oh, she'd, she'd be the winner. But had I not 
um, had my scientific intel, I think I would have guessed that Blue was going to win. Maybe. Yeah, I thought Blue. <laughs> I was a little disappointed with Vivian. I thought Vivian would be wittier than this. Yeah, I mean, she had the crystal, I see right through you line, but it felt a bit forced. Yeah, and it didn't quite connect with Crystal. I think that Vivian is someone who's a lot... She's naturally funny, but she's a lot funnier when she's in character than... Yeah, than as herself. Being herself. So, yeah, we, I mean, Crystal wins the reading challenge, and it's actually her first win of anything of the whole competition. Oh. And considering she... I always feel like I'm doing a spoiler when I say she's about to leave, but obviously everyone You know, guys. Um, the world knows. So it's good that she got a little victory before she sashays away. Um, so, you thought... Uh, do you think Crystal deserved to win? Did you think? I'll give her that. Yeah, I I know shows went hilarious, but I like a well written joke. But no, I'll give it. I'm not. I'm not mad at Crystal. I, you know, I'm not mad at Crystal. <laughs> and that sp- pretty little face. Yeah, you're crushing big time. It's weird, yeah, Canadians. Are man. you even going to keep watching the show? Now? <laughs> it's going to be a very awkward Dumb. recap. I know. Just <laughs> Me sadness. Just telling Charlie, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> didn't watch it. Did it? Did that happen? That, <laughs> is that what happened? <laughs> but speaking of Cheryl. Um, we and it seemed as like it was such a great episode for her, which we're going to get to later. We decided this would be a good week to include the interview that I did with Cheryl at the uh, premiere of uh, Drag Race, which obviously means because it was the premiere, I didn't ask her about anything that's happened so far in the series. Um, but I got to talk to her about um, the process of auditioning and applying to be on Drag Race. So hope you enjoy my chat with her. Enjoy. It's it's just ridiculous, isn't it? We don't take ourselves seriously, do we? <laughs> but it's, I think, the best opener of the show I've ever seen. Oh, well, so. we'll definitely start those engines for you, haven't we? <laughs> so, you were already on a read for the show. Um, have you I wouldn't go that you? far, darling. <laughs> well, when people talk about who might go on, your name always cropped up. Have you thought about this for years? Like, drag, drag Race has always been a part of my later teens, early 20s, so I've grown up watching it, I've been really been inspired and like the Queen's really inspired a lot of my work at university and then I just left and I went, do you know what, I'm going to try drag because it was the outlet I wanted to put through my art form and yeah, here we are today. And um, when you found out that the show was happening, were you on the fence about auditioning or was it like, this is happening? Although there was no being on the fence about this show. Like, you don't know if it's just going to be one season or five seasons. So you'd be silly not to put an audition tape in and somehow I made it on the show. Did you do a very good audition tape? Well, you're going to have to ask Rue now. But clearly it was good enough to get on the show. (laughs) Do you remember exactly where you were... um, when you found out you were cast? I can tell you, I was lying in bed and I'd only been awake two minutes. <laughs> uh, what, so was it in the morning? Or was it in the afternoon? <laughs> Could be any time for a drag queen. Yeah, yeah. Drag queens operate on like Eastern Seaboard time, not Greenwich Mean time. So when eight o'clock in the morning is really good day. And did you have time to celebrate or was it just get to work now, get ready? Uh, there was there was momentary celebrations but then it was like right time to get to the race so you crack on you get as ready as you can and what was that preparation process like um stress crying excitement and uh lot sleepless nights did you spend a lot of money oh, i can't tell you that time you can't ask a girl her feet it looks like you did which is a compliment oh thank you <laughs> the earrings are prime up by the way <laughs> and what is it like watching yourself up there now it was daunting, but it's also exciting because we've lived the experience, but 
just see it happening and see how they put it all together because it's 48 hours put into a 60 minute episode so to condense that all down and see what makes the cut is brilliant and I was really happy with how it turned out and now you're part of her story the first season of Drag Race and in the Drag Race family not many people could say that and uh, let's keep the legacy going in the UK and you're already coming across so lovable and I know it's just going to get back to you so congratulations thank you so much darling. I love watching you and I can't wait to watch the rest so enjoy your night I assure you it's going to be stupid <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're back uh, that was Cheryl Hall there. Love Cheryl. Cheryl. I feel like this podcast is basically a Cheryl Hall fan club. I love, I can't wait to see Gal- Gals Aloud now. After seeing Ophelia Love and Keith's Got Claws are in Gals Aloud, I really want to see them. Do you know? Should we go? What? Yeah, let's go. Let's well, go. Free tickets, guys. Thank you. Know, you. Seems as though we're plugging you every week. <laughs> but, um, what do they do? Do they just, not just, but lip sync loads of Girls Aloud sometimes? I guess so. Uh, no, I think they lips. Well, Kitty sings live, as I saw her. Dresses a banana this week, singing for Halloween. Little Mermaid's part of your world. It was the highlight of my year. Not gonna lie. What? What's the banana relevance to? No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. Sometimes you just gotta be a bit out there. there. <laughs> well, I've, have you seen Six yet? Six is amazing. It's so good. I it's finally saw it this so week. So good. And it's very like relevant to this kind of challenge. It's very girl bandy. Oh, it's so good. And I'm all for in the future West End performances being just an hour long. Oh yeah. My oh my god, an hour long, perfect. No interval. Cut the fat. Get that goes get those songwriters into RuPaul. Oh, definitely. Although with the song this week, I don't think they need any help. If it was Emily, why do I find that so hard to say? So Heindranger and M&E-K, those are things I can't say this week. So they're all coming up with their girl band names. They get split because Crystal gets to choose her team. Oh, yeah. Do you think she chose well? She chooses the... I get her logic. You choose the strongest singer and the strongest dancer. But would, would you not think I w- Davina was the strongest singer? Yeah. Well, you don't know if Davina can sing pop. Because we know she's an opera singer. I always think if you can sing opera, that means you can sing anything. Is mm-hmm. that not the case? I mean, we all heard how I opened the show. Uh. There's a slight croak of a bird. <laughs> You know, so I think I would have chosen blue in the hopes of overshadowing her. Oh my god, I was thinking this. Like when you pick a team, would it not be a good idea to choose the worst person? So but then would you both be in the bottom two? That's the problem where if you chose good people, you could all be in the top. Yeah. Although you never know, because on the last season of the US show, Sugar Kane was in the winning team but still went home. Yeah. So you can never predict it. I wouldn't I would never have chosen Bagger and Vivian because you would have been absolutely steamrolled. Well, you thought of maybe you wouldn't have been steamrolled by the Vivian. I didn't know, similar to what Michelle Versace said, I didn't even know Bagger could sing. So I've seen because I've seen, seen her live, she's such a fun singer. She, and, she's so great, Bagger Chips. And does she always do it comedic or does she sometimes just sing a good song? When I've seen her, she does proper sing-along songs like Come on Eileen. <laughs> It's proper like old school British sing-along songs. I know. <laughs> it's like proper old school sing-along songs. So you're in the girl group challenge. What would your name have been? What would you have suggested? Oh my God. It needs to be a pun, doesn't it? Yeah, I came up with the name of this episode because I'm such a Sugar Babes fan and they need to be promoted more. The Dragger Babes, which I think is quite an obvious one. <laughs> and I also thought of What's the TLC and The Saturdays. The Saturdays. Although no one really wants to be associated with The Saturdays, do they? 
Oh, I didn't mind a couple of their bops. We all didn't mind them, but they're no one's favourite girl group. Not no. even the members of the band. <laughs> Um, but the other the other team they come up with Breastonese Child, <laughs> Nuclear Pussy, and Atomic Mutton. Atomic they Mutton, quite good ideas. They have. And Bagger says, in this group, I am the Kerry Katona. Prawn ring, one pound. <laughs> now, <laughs> I know I'm not alone in this. I love Bagger. We all love Bagger. But there are uh, other people have said on social media this week. Are we not finding her confessional sometimes a bit forced? Yeah, they are like, she's got a list of catchphrases she's trying to get in. Exactly, yeah. Sometimes it feels like she's reading them rather than just being natural. She doesn't speak naturally on camera, you can tell. Yeah. She's like, I'm doing a bit. Yeah, it's very like camp and kind of Butlin's red coat. Yeah. I don't know. Apart from with disgusting content. (laughs) Um, So the other team come up with the Frock Destroyers. Um, Were you familiar with the Cock Destroyers? I was. Can you tell me a bit about them? Because I don't really... I hear that a lot, but I don't really know what they're about. They're two... Um, I only saw that clip that went viral when they were, like, doing a gangbang, a ticketed gangbang. So these are two women who are friends. They're friends. And they're porn. porn stars. I think they're... I think they're still doing porn. Do they do, like, porn together? Like Yeah. So they, they do both have sex with men or, like, lesbian sex? I think I both. I think they do, like... Gang, <laughs> that needs to be caught to destroy. Um, I think they do gangbangs and that. I've never seen their porn. I don't know if they still do porn, but that viral clip went just went crazy. Porn, porn, um, <laughs> But I don't know if they like still do that or if they just do like shows now. They just go around clubs and do like maybe they have. They must have an OnlyFans or something. How do you turn that into a show? Do they just go on stage and talk about cock? I think they just do personal appearances and just get drunk on stage. I met I met Sophie at um, Trixie Mattel gig. Oh. Her and her tits are just enormous. Has she got big, huge, fake tits? Are they real? No, they're fake. But like, they're not just like big tits. They're like gigantic. I don't know how they how it's not like how she's not in a wheelchair. <laughs> they're so big. Well, the fact that you're looking at them, it <laughs> takes a lot to get Charlie to get tits. So she must be doing something right. Um, we get a bit of discussion from the groups um, before they start recording. The Vivian says, uh, so what you guys are telling me is I'm the only singer here. And then she says she wants to jump ship and join the other team. What did you make of that? I know the shade of it. It's all right, Vivian. Cockiness. We'll see that's misplaced, won't we? I think it's bad because like once you're in a team, it's better to keep the motivation up and be confident. Not yeah. Kind of like basically let your team know that you already think that yeah you're going down the wrong path so I don't think it's the best attitude going into this challenge and like you say maybe that is part of the reason we get to a downfall um Bagger thinks that Crystal has made a bad choice wrong decision <laughs> as she's going to be overshadowed <laughs> by uh the Vivian and Cheryl uh did you think that Crystal had done that as well, well but then you could say if she chose Bagger she would have been overshadowed if she chose um Davina she would have been overshadowed do you know what I mean that's true yeah if you're a non-singer left in this lineup. Um, it's it would be quite tricky not to get overshadowed. It's a tough it's a tough gig. I know, you know, people sometimes people complain that Drag Race isn't is set up for a certain type of drag queen. Yeah. It's set up for a Vivian or a Bagger, and that's someone like Crystal who's much more like punk and much more like fashion focused. Maybe it's not always set up for her. Yeah, I was saying that we've had like Violet Chachki win and. Sasha Velour, so like yeah. you kind of do get something different every time. Uh, we're in the studio now, and um, we've got Filth Harmony up first. Did you like their name? 
Yeah, I don't really get Fifth Harmony though. I never got into them. That um, freaking work song. What is that? What is it about? We can work from home. What are you talking about? I think it's a sex thing, isn't it? So we can you have, don't need to call in sick because we can work from home. Like, I'm going to work you. I'm going to destroy your cock. Work you. See, now I've what? got destroyers are. I'm referencing them constantly. So wait, the, you call in sick we're going to have sex. Is that what the song's about? No. Yeah. Oh, freaking hell. Call in sick because we're going to have shack. <laughs> That's a tale as old as time. <laughs> Charlie's just realised he's missed out on loads of opportunities over the years. can work from home. Oh no, that song gets on my nerves. I can't deal with it. I liked Baby I'm Worth It. Do, 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 baby I'm Worth It. I can't. I didn't like my version, but I like the original. Um, so we get, uh, they're in the studio. Um, with Emanike. With the hair, his hair is everything. I love Emanike. I, I couldn't name one song. He, can I just say for like the first I saw him at Hoopla two years ago mm-hmm. and kept calling him Mnek Mnek and even <laughs> told people I've just seen Mnek and they would correct me and say Emanike and I'd be like no Mnek <laughs> and I'd be like no Emanike it was one of those I was like no no Mnek I remember when I was at school and I was trying god knows why I even tried this because it was never going to happen but tried to be like cool and indie for a period and I was like I'm just kind of like really into placebo at the moment and like placebo placebo I was like yeah but you're like real fans call them placebo placebo so uh, the Vivian is doing well in the recording studio she's got a good voice but we find out that she cannot spell break b-r-e-a-k it's a great line. Private school was a waste of me. I'm now dressed in ladies' clothes and can't spell break. I'm surprised the Vivian went to private school. I know. <laughs> was that a read? Well, We're I, back in the reading challenge. Is that what's happening? To private school. I kind of judge people when they do. Mostly out of, I think that's just how you brought up if you didn't, isn't it? Just, yeah. <laughs> did you go to private school? What do you think? Definitely not. Nah. <laughs> I did go to, I went that to, was a waste of I went to a grammar school. Did you? I'm very smart. I could have got into grammar school. Oh yeah. But they wouldn't let me in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As you can tell from last week's Because <laughs> I got taste. Um, I love the fact that M-N-E-K shades the Vivian for not being able to spell break, but maybe you shouldn't shade about spelling when your name is M-N-E-K. M-N-E-K. <laughs> Why is it M-N-E-K? I'm, I think maybe his name is M-N-E-K, but like s- spell out. And so he just like put it into like letters. Well, you mean his initials? He's like Michael, Norman, Edward... King. <laughs> no, I think like his name is Emine, but I think it's spelled like E M E N I K E M N E K. Oh, I see what you mean. And he's word. just he's just, and so he's just put it into like M N E K. Oh my god, I totally think you're right. Actually, about that is what happened. I think so. So we get um, Cheryl recording next. She's giving humor and personality and impressing M N E K. Drop me out. And the Vivian. <laughs> yeah, you could do the good. Drop impression. me out. So it's just your voice. Ooh. <laughs> that was my favourite. She went, oh. <laughs> I liked it when she said the part in the club where it goes, but I love this. I love the fact, and it's kind of always been like this in Drag Race, that when they do a singing challenge, it's not always necessarily, sorry, I just hit you then, uh, necessarily the person with the best vocals who wins. Yeah. It's more about like selling it, delivering. Selling it. So it means that anyone can really triumph in these kind of challenges. Um, but yeah, the Vivian's fuming, she's being overshadowed. And then we get to Crystal, um, who's giving kind of shaky, shaky vocals. Awkward, awkward title. Yeah, you're getting a bit of the, um, that kind of silly music in the background of like, like when Cheryl says she's the Beyonce, Vivian is the Kelly, and poor Crystal is the Michelle. Poor Michelle. 
<laughs> I love the fact that the whole world feels sorry for Michelle Williams. <laughs> she is presumably a multi-millionaire, world-famous musician who's part of one of the biggest girl bands of all time. But whenever anyone talks about her, like, oh. Have you been on Paul Michelle blog? I've heard of it. Oh, it's the best blog. Do Poor think, Michelle. Do you think she's quite like sat at home quite sad that the whole world feels sorry for her? Or do you think she just finds it ridiculous? I think she's really sad. I think she's coming up Beyonce saying when can they do a reunion gig? Well, I think one of the best solo Destiny's Child songs belongs to Michelle Williams. When Jesus say yes, nobody, nobody can say no. When Jesus say yes. And Break the Dawn was a classic. <laughs> I mean, obviously she's no Beyonce, but I, I don't buy into the whole poor Michelle narrative. You go, Michelle. You've got a fan in me. <laughs> You've got one fan, Michelle. I mean, I never buy one of her albums, but still. What albums? Am I the Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> you're the Michelle Moon. No, you're the Latavia. What's she called? Latoya? Latoya. I think the can't even remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the Frock Destroyers are up. They're all wearing turbans. Is this cultural appropriation? I think it completely cancel them. Get, cancel them now. Like her. Um, so Bagger comes out. Um, as I said, I didn't know she could sing. She sounds kind of like a bit Amy Winehousey. Uh, were you impressed? Yeah, I was. Well, yeah, I, I'm impressed by Bagger singing. She can really sing. Yeah, I've seen her in the club. I've seen her in Tuberas. In the club. Yeah, um, I liked the voice, but I was kind of still feeling like and getting a bit tired of the carry-on shtick like i think she does it really well but i would have loved if she'd just to give a bit of variety maybe like take a more serious route with her lyrics yeah rather than being like the whole up the ass thing but it does work really well and i have had it stuck in do you think she'll have a moment of uh vulnerability in this she's very always in character well i think she tries to do it later on in the episode but i think it's fake but i'll get into into that then there is something about it like at least Vivian, I feel like she's speaking as herself and sometimes speaks in the character. I feel Bagger's always on as a character. Yeah, it's I like agree. she's always doing stand up. I think it's yeah, like a facade in a way. Yeah. Um, we get Blue going in, proving as we said that you don't have to be a vocalist because she's not the best singer, but she really just gives it her all. Yeah. But she says, um, "Despunk my balls." Like, <laughs> we all had that moment where you blurt something out. And you're it, what is going on in her head that that's like what pops out of your mouth? De-spunk. I know. I've never heard the word despunk Bunk. before. I think I think that is a direct quote from the Cock Destroyer. I think in that video, oh, I think they do say, oh, "We're going to despunk these balls." <laughs> I mean, it does sound like them. Not going to lie, blue balls. Um, um, but yeah, she's blue by name and blue by nature. Yes, dirty, dirty bitch. <laughs> um, Davina up next. She impresses M and E K with her. I mean, oh my god, when she does the whistle tone, M and E K looks like he's gonna completely just start crying and fangirling. I know. What did you make of it? I think it was so impressive. Although, like, I would like to have seen Davina sing more, like, full belt, which she can. I agree. I think considering she has such an impressive range, I thought she could have incorporated it yeah. in a way that showcased it more in the song. The way she went for a rap, I wasn't so keen on it. Well, the thing with the whistle tone is, like, it's impressive, but it just, if, if you weren't watching her do it, you just, it just sounds like an, yeah, it an sounds, instrumental. It does. It doesn't sound like a human, yeah. So I don't think it adds a lot to the song. And I don't know if I'm in a minority, but I don't think... It's that hard to do that. I mean, oh. In my head, I'm doing it when oh. I was in person. Okay. Am I not doing Mariah it? who? Who cares? Is that another set? No, you're not going high enough. 
Oh, flawless. That That's incredible. <laughs> that was incredible. I, I think it sounds the same as what she's doing. <laughs> you Am tell yourself that, hon. <laughs> you tell yourself that, hon. And then we get into the, um, they're all doing the choreography. Um, they've kind of assigned themselves choreographer roles. So Demina's yeah. choreographing one and obviously Cheryl's doing the other team. Um, what do you make of them as choreographers? Um, I think, it seems like Davina was choreographing for everyone and making sure everyone could fit. Yes. Cheryl thought everyone was up to her standard, I think. Yeah, Cheryl, I mean, everyone keeps saying Cheryl reminds them of Alyssa Edwards, but especially when she's choreographing, she's just like, no, more, bigger. More. It's like, well, not everyone is a dancer. Mm -mm -mm. Let's find out. Um, so the frock destroyers are making their own costumes. Do you think this is wise? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really worked what they did at the end. Definitely, I thought. I thought it get, Yeah, so they were more cohesive, weren't they? I'm assuming that Davina took the role of the designer because if Bagger had been in charge of design, I think it would have been a, <laughs> a different result. But then we get a segment where both groups are trying to psych each other out. It was so much fun. It, it felt was... quite staged, like they've been told, you stand there, you stand there, and then both start throwing yeah. each other. It was reminding me of Girls Aloud versus Sugar Babes, like. Which is basically what we are this episode. <laughs> Girls Aloud and I'm Sugar Babes. They had a song together, right? Walk this, walk, walk walk this way. way. Yeah, yeah. Did it for comic relief. It's like <laughs> kind of shit, but I loved it. Um, so they're both psyching each other out, saying that they're doing amazing. And both teams think the other team is just lying. At this point, who did you think was going to win based on what we'd seen? Oh, Filth Harmony. I yeah. thought the way they edited it up, Filth Harmony were going to win. I agree. This is why the hard. editing is so good. I was getting a huge feeling like Cheryl is going to be the winner this Yeah, they're geared up. He's like, shit, it's going to be her, like, redemptive. <clears throat> Completely. Her bagger says to Cheryl, she'll look like a total wanker if she doesn't kill this challenge. <laughs> and then they put Cheryl on the spot and ask her to sing. And I love this bit. She goes, fuck off, bagger. Fuck off, bagger. Fuck off, bagger. <laughs> it was so good. I love that. And um, the Vivian gives a very shady confessional. She says, I'm a singer, Cheryl's a dancer, and Crystal's skinny. <laughs> That's apparently all she has to offer. <laughs> but then there's a really, a really weird confessional when Bagger goes, look at these bitches thinking they're going to beat us. Are you mad? Are you mad? No. <laughs> it was so good. I just I so really out of the blue. <laughs> It makes no, she literally makes no sense. She doesn't, but there's something very captivating mad? about it. How, do you know how uh, often they do the confessionals? So how, like, how, was it straight the day after the challenge they do them? How do they do them, do you know? Every day that they're filming, they do confessionals. I think at the beginning of the day and the end of the day. Oh, okay. Uh, but they don't, the show doesn't always use confessionals talking about something that's already happened, but they have to talk about it as if it hasn't happened yet. Okay. So picture you're a drag queen, you've just been beaten in the lip sync, you've just been sent home, you feel like shit. Then you have to go into the confessional, put your boy clothes on, and then say, I think I'm really gonna slay this. Just, <laughs> really the whole show is an acting challenge because they, they have to put everything in a tense that works for confessional manipulation. Um, so yeah, so God knows at what point Bagger was saying that, it could have been any time, but I'm sure whenever she was saying it, it made no sense. And it made no sense then. Uh, but while we reel from Bagger's confessional, we are going to cut to another break, uh, which is my dear friend, Katrina Innes, um, advertising her new novel, The Matchmaker. Bye. Have you ever been tempted to lie about your life online? That's what Caitlin Carter does, except she's built an entire business on it. And now it's about to come tumbling down. The Matchmaker, 
The debut novel by me, Katrina Innes, is out on November the 28th, published by Trapeze. It's a story of love, loss and loneliness in an era of social media and dating apps. I've been told it makes people laugh and cry, so get your pre-orders in now. Thank you. Bye-bye. United Queendom. It's Elimination Day and all the queens are talking about um, their experiences of being bullied and feeling isolated at school for being gay and the um, the traumatic effect of that. Trauma. So should we... I have to say, uh, often when they get serious on Drag Race, I'm like not the hugest fan. I'm like, oh, you're not. I like that they do because it it's like... Um, it's good to highlight serious issues, but often I'm just like enjoying the episode and then they'll start talking about something sad and I'm like, oh, this is a bummer. However, this week was a huge exception because this is something that I think all gay people have very close to their hearts and it's like, I don't feel like it kind of gets talked about enough. So for me, it was really amazing hearing this conversation take place on the episode. Did you feel like that? Yeah, I think we don't talk enough about um, the trauma maybe we faced at school and how it affects you throughout your life. I feel like you even saying trauma then was with hesitation and I think it's taken me a long time to to say that as well, because you kind of feel like you're being silly, but it's true. Like, I do feel like we all are quite traumatized. From yeah. This. Like, it's very easy to sometimes dismiss or to kind of bottle down the experience of being gay to just coming out and then it's over with. But yeah. I think we carry a lot of the things that were leading up to that because the whole process goes on for years and years and years. And I think it's very hard to just shake that off just because you came out and it went okay. I think. A lot of us are still carrying a lot of issues, resentment and yeah, shame from that period. it's shame. There's so much shame. I mean, I think I was kind of lucky I didn't get bullied at school. There were definitely incidents. It was regularly called gay. Um, but I also like was like, well, I am. So, <laughs> even though people were using it as an insult, I tr- tried not to think of it as one. But there was one incident where a guy in a class held a chair over my head and, like, demanded that I admit I was gay and wouldn't, like, stop doing it until I eventually admitted it. So that was very, very humiliating. Oh, my God. Um, he became my first boyfriend. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, but I think I went, to, I went to quite rough school, not like you with your grammar school, where, like, I think everyone who boy. went there, no matter who you were, got called names. Yeah. And, like, so I was getting called names, but I was also calling everyone else names. So, like, <laughs> it was kind of a free-for-all at my school. So I think that, in a way, that was a good thing. So no one was kind of singled out too much. Yeah. I had my um, my school bag and coat set on fire. Oh, school band? A school bag. Us, by who? These group of boys, yeah, I, I came... Are well, you wearing it? No, they t- I left it in the classroom over lunch and then someone came up to me and was like, oh, all your stuff's on fire. And then made a little bonfire on the school field and set all my stuff on fire. That's so sad. It is sad, right? Did you go to the head teacher? Yeah, and they gave me £20 to replace it. Did they catch the culprits? Yeah, and didn't do anything. It was very <coughs> sad. That's really sad. I know. And then I became, I like really isolated myself. I was too scared to um, go into classrooms late because it meant people would look at you. (gasps) Oh my God. I so know what you're talking about. So if I got to a class and it was full, I I wouldn't go in. Because the idea of like going in and just having to walk to my desk with everyone looking at me was too much. And now you're a stand-up comedian. I know, right? And I get on stage. But yeah, I couldn't do it. I would like look through a little like porthole on the door. Like glory holes. (laughs) Through the glory hole. Yeah, before class, I just, I just wouldn't go in. Just the idea of, like, people looking at me. I totally know what you mean. I remember you'll have had them as well, where there were certain um, 
points in classes where you all had to get up and read like at the front of the class yeah. and I was so conscious about my voice sounding gay I mean I don't know why <laughs> clearly I had nothing to worry about but yeah you become very sensitive and like um, self-conscious about things when you're gay like your voice because you just feel like anything you do that draws attention just potentially opens you up for like criticism and being attacked yeah. it's quite scary and I think we like now we live in London and probably you same as me are surrounded by people who are very accepting you don't really come into contact with a lot of that these days Yeah, but it's um, it's easy to forget because you don't want to remember there was a time where you basically walked through every day of your life just kind of always fearful that someone was going to call you out for being something that you had no control over oh yeah it's just like you had this like deep secret it was so exposing and I think one thing that always gets underestimated is is like you just said the secret element of it because like a lot of people when I was younger um, was kind of worried about coming out which is like oh you, your parents won't care your family won't care everyone will love you anyway and it's like coming out I think is about more than just saying you like boys it's about you end up revealing to your family, oh, by the way, you don't know me as well as you thought you did because I've been basically lying to you for years. And that's another really hard aspect of it for me that makes you feel, like, very isolated and um, disconnected. Yeah. I think. I can't believe we got this serious. We've never we have before. got this serious. Yeah. I know. It's like five second chunks of being serious before, but that's <laughs> someone like a joke. But... I know. You need to put, maybe put some violins over this section. <laughs> get the tissues. the queens are. I know. Get the tissues out. And well, speaking of tissues, Davina gets very emotional talking about section 28 um, and how it stopped the promotion of homosexuality and couldn't be spoken about. She cries so much in that confessional I think it's really hard not to be touched by that yeah it was really genuine and sincere and moving she's an ugly crier <laughs> but still, the emotion is that raw exactly um, so yeah do you I love that Davina said um, how we aren't made to feel like we who we are is okay yeah um, because I think that again that's something that often gets forgotten and I think that you see to, <laughs> to get serious again like any kind of thing that's bad in society, like uh, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, self-harm, suicide, you tend to see a lot higher rates of it in the LGBT community than not in the LGBT... I can't even say it. That's about M-E-K or LGBT. <laughs> but, um, and that's no coincidence. I think, again, it's a lot of t- to do with how a lot of the baggage that we're carrying from these, in our formative years, being made to feel like the way we are is just wrong. Yeah. And like feeling shame about it. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's just very sad. But ho- I think it hopefully is what makes us strong. And like you were just like how you are now stand up comedian. You went from a boy who was yeah. scared to go into a class late for eyes on you. And now you're a huge <laughs> attention seeking. I know. I do have chronic <laughs> need for attention. But that's full circle, isn't it? That you've yeah. taken that insecurity and turned it into your greatest strength. Oh yeah, completely. And I think, and definitely on Drag Race, that's what mo- the the journey that most of the queens have gone. What does RuPaul say? It's the tenacity of the human spirit. Is that what he says? Tenacity of the human spirit. Yeah, that's yeah. what the show's really about. It's not about wigs and heels. It's about the tenacity of the human spirit. Emotions. Um, if you could talk to your younger self now, what would you say? Oh my god, what would I say? Um. Uh. Um, you're okay. <laughs> just That's like a brave you. review. I know, but just like you're okay. 
and you'll have friends I was very very lonely at school really lonely Um, and so it's just like yeah one day you will have some great friends that's exactly how I felt I remember I was kind of alright once I got to high school but when I was in junior school I remember being really scared of being an adult because I was just like I'm just going to be one of those adults who doesn't have any friends (laughs) (laughs) I just wander around and I was just like so scared of it whereas at least now I was like oh I'm at school so like people kind of speak to me a little bit but yeah (laughs) it's really depressing looking back but the same as you like I I wouldn't say a lot to my younger self because I think it kind of all ended up being character building in the end and why would we not want to be who we are now yeah I'm kidding. I think we need to change. <laughs> but onto something brighter and more fun. The runway. The runway. Uh, RuPaul comes out in a uh, short orange dress. What did you make of this outfit? I didn't like it. I didn't like it either. I know this. Is the f- I thought her looks this series have been phenomenal. Ten. Absolute ten out of ten. This one was back to basics. Proper basic. I didn't like the wig. I didn't like. I thought it was basic and. Those little ankle strappy shoes. I was not feeling it. I think it looks cheap. I don't like the colours. I agree with you. I don't like the wig. It's very like, um, it just looks like a big sphere. Yeah. Not feeling it at all. RuPaul. That rhymes. Not feeling it at all. RuPaul. RuPaul. Better than some Sashay away. (laughs) Yeah. I, I never really like when she wears something that short. Yeah. I don't like RuPaul in shorts. I know she's got leg for days, but she wears these shit, shit little shoes. I've never really noticed her shoes. They're really bad. God, we are risking it by going in on RuPaul. I know, oh my God. She's not going to come on as a guest now. <laughs> we were so close to getting her as well. And she um, she shades Michelle Visage saying, have you ever wondered what it's like to be in a popular girl group? That's good read. Good read. And Michelle does the fake laugh like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, were you, are you aware of seduction? It takes two of them. I only know because of um, bloody um, Drag Race. Yeah, because it was the lip sync song between Detox and Coco Montrees. Um, yeah, that's the only song. I think it is the only song they had. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> They're one song. Um, we get Jade Thirlwall from Little Mix as our guest judge of the week. And she straight away shades Simon Cowell uh, when Rue asked about him saying he has much bigger tits than me. This was so set up, wasn't it? It was. And they ditched Simon Cow's label. Didn't they they just do it? So the first song Little Mix released um, away from Simon Cow was Woman Like Me. So was that like a year or two ago? Yeah. Uh, So they've been since then out of the Psycho family. And um, yeah, it seems like there's a bit of bitterness there. Mm. I I feel like she has been emailing the show being like, yeah, I want to insult Simon. So if you can come up with any little quips. Because yeah, I actually um, saw Little Mix last night at the O2. And they were very oh, look good. at you. Yeah, they, I have to say for Little Mix, they, um, they're really hardworking. They always bring it. They never phone it in. The choreography, the vocals. And there was such an emotional moment last night. They sang um, Secret Love Song, which is uh, the song that kind of the LGBT community has adopted. With Jason Derulo. I don't, is it that one? Yeah. Yeah, it is that one. Um, yeah, he wasn't there. But they sang Thank it with God. him and Jade couldn't sing the lyrics because she was crying so much. Aww. They were singing it on a floating stage that was like a pride stage. Yeah. And Jade was just looking around and I was like, I'm not someone who criticizes celebrities for like, um, some people criticize like Taylor Swift saying, oh, she's trying to profit off the pink yeah. pound. Um, I'm just like, if you're supporting, I don't really care what the yeah. intentions are. But Jade has to be one of, along with like someone like Lady Gaga, some, like one of the most genuine 
allies that oh yeah she lives and breathes that she loves her gay fans and yeah. she just like can't do enough and i love you jade <laughs> Aww. i don't know why i said it as high pitched as my <laughs> we get our performances. Yes. Song. So, oh god, this is a gag. Um, so, Filth Harmony come out. Filth Harmony, and then straight away. Oh, first of all, pink wig. How are we feeling? I'm with bl- pink. I'm with blue though. You can't. That was the problem. They didn't look like they were in the same girl band. One's yeah. got a pink hair. And the other two. The the outfits weren't cohesive. You're so right. But I didn't know until the next group came out how bad this group was yeah because i was like i think they did quite well and like compared to some of the u.s shows girl groups they weren't that bad but yeah when you saw someone do it 10 times better it was like on second watch you're like oh they were quite bad yeah but even on the look the looks weren't cohesive someone must have i don't know it's very sloppily thrown together i do like the boots but yeah the rest of the looks is quite sloppy um, so the gag, the real gag, is um, that the Vivian just comes out and doesn't know the Straight words. Straight away, doesn't know the words. Were you shocked? I was shocked. You think she's invincible at this point. Yeah, and it's just such a, um easy thing to get right. Because yeah. you've written the verse. <laughs> you've like, had to record it. And usually when you record something in the studio, you repeat it over and over again. Yeah. So it's like, how at this point can you not know the words? So yeah, in a way, it's refreshing to know it can happen to anyone. Because if the Vivian, who is like the consummate professional, can forget her words, then like... Anyone can. We're all fucked. We're all fucked. <laughs> Title of my new video. We're all fucked. <laughs> um, and Cheryl kills it. Absolutely kills it. She's living her best life. She is. You could just, when someone's really, really enjoying themselves on stage, it's infectious. She's so good at like walking in heels, like a little strut. She is. Strut, 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 strut. And she gives face, 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 beauty face as well. Um, What did you think of Crystal's verse? It was fine. I didn't really like coming with a pistol. I didn't really like that line. I liked it because I thought that was a good rhyme. I'm quite big on good rhymes. All right, Dr. Zeus. Okay. (laughs) Because um, I'm going to get to this later with Blue Hind Ranger, but I think rhyming is quite easy to do. When people (laughs) do it badly, I find it very frustrating. I liked uh, her reference to Celine. Get a yes. little Canadian reference in. Yeah, I like. Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. She's Canadian. Yeah. Um, and it ends on Cheryl doing a death drop. I know. Okay, why is there so much shade around Cheryl doing a death drop in this series? I don't know. I feel like because none of the rest of them can do it, they want to diminish it as a yeah. skill. But it's like, well, everyone loves a shablam. Yeah, I feel like in America, everyone like lives for it, and over here. It has got to point on the US show where sometimes they are a bit eye-rolly about yeah. some death drops. But we're season one in the UK and Cheryl's the only one out of this cast who can dance like that. So yeah. Why would you not use your greatest asset? She, it's really good as well. We just watched it. And it's a good it. one. It's a really, really good one. So yeah, I thought that this team was going to win despite Vivian forgetting the words because I was like, oh, that was really good. And then... The Frock Destroyers. Oh, my days. And they literally destroy it. They, they start with a reveal. Love the reveal. Yeah, and then, obviously, Charlie, you're a big fan of cohesive outfits. Um, that's my thing. Cohesion. I uh, I think that Bagger has never looked better than she does in this. She does series. look really pretty in this. And I think that she should put whoever put her in this outfit to do all her runways. Yeah. Because she looks... Almost fishy. She does, yeah. Um, I have to point out, so Bag of Chips is versus first. It's really catchy. 
<laughs> bag of chips is was it? Bag of chips is stunning. Bag of chips is class. Bag of chips is sexy. She, she takes, takes it up. It up the, the, uh, it's really real subtle. <laughs> real subtlety. But um, she, she proves that she lied to me in this verse because she she makes a reference to much better. And when I interviewed her the other week, as included in this podcast, I said to her, did you know that Much Better was going to be a big catchphrase after the acting challenge? She was like, no, I had no idea. It wasn't until the episode aired that I realised it was a thing. But it's like, bitch, How? Yeah. Later, you're referencing it, so you know it was a thing. How do they know, though? I'm baffled. I've been thinking about it. Do you think they get told? Because I, I was thinking that. How does she know Much Better was going to become a catchphrase? I don't know if the producers were all like, okay... That was really funny. We're going to make a big thing of it. But yeah. you can't really... Cont- the only other example I can think of where this happened is obviously Miss Vanji. Yeah. Miss Vanji. Well, that happened episode one, but they all talked about it on the show as if it was the yeah. thing that it was going to become. So I don't know if Drag Races just knows... The producers know how it works so much now that they kind of can predict which elements are going to be... And it's not as organic as maybe you would think it was. But yeah, Bagger, you're a liar. Lie, Liza Minnelli. Liza, <laughs> uh, their choreo. Uh, I think my favorite thing about this performance is the choreo. It is so good. Just the effect. It, it's not complicated, but that bit in the chorus where they move their arms is so. I know. I want to do. Just it. Makes you want to get up. And that's what girls bands should do. Yeah. Make you want to join in, and I just fucking love it. Um. So I, I have to get to my bit about the rhyming. Okay. Here we go. So we get Blue Hydrangeas verse. She rhymes. Home with home. <laughs> she said, I want to be a hero back home. I'm sending these other bitches home. Hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> there are enough words that fucking rhyme with home that you don't need to rhyme home with home. Gnome? No. <laughs> <laughs> Something about garden gnome. That would have fit in really well to the whole thing about uh, <laughs> LGBT. <laughs> the old gnome. So yeah, that really ruined it with me. And to be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of Blue's titty plate. Was you not? I loved the way Blue looked in this one. I liked that it added an extra element to the whole group, but I thought um, it wasn't the best she's looked. What What did you think of a verse? Did you mind the home home? Rhyme? I didn't. It didn't uh, bother me. I didn't mind the home the home. But I think I just analyze it too much because I consider myself a rhyme smith. A wordsmith, you mean? I thought she was the weakest of. <laughs> I thought she was the weakest of the group, but their group was so. Oh cohesive. well, controversially, I would have actually given the win this week to Blue. Really? Genuinely, I don't think it should have been three win. I would have given it to Blue after Home Homegate. Yeah, after Home Homegate. <laughs> Listen, she's not. She's no Tennyson. <laughs> She's no Emily Dickinson. She did sell it and she did make me smile. They were all good. And um, DDC, she came out and I thought she was going to absolutely blow it away. She was good. Yeah, she I was. I was expecting like amazing. So she raps and I agree with you. I wish she'd sung rather than doing the yeah. big. Does the splits and then she gives her whistle tone. Um, so yeah, what did you think? DDC, her, her tights were different, weren't flesh tone. That bothered me slightly. <laughs> We're both very picky. Yeah, her tights like, were like these like olive greeny. It was a bit weird that it wasn't flesh tone, but you know. <laughs> You're willing to let that slide. I'm letting that slide. I did like the splits. Like DDC. DDC. And then at the end, they bring out bananas. I know. Who said they could bring props? <laughs> I didn't know what the relevance of the bananas was. It's a bit like the drag queen you were talking about earlier. Why yeah. people just suddenly, yeah. it's bananas, bananas. thing. <laughs> but we missed something. <laughs> 
Um, the uh, and we have to mention at this point that they fucking killed it. They did it, and we knew they were winning. But since then, this track is charting. Yes, hear about this. Come on, break up. It was break in the up. top five on iTunes. Break up, bye bye, by the Frock Destroyers. Oh my god. So like even even in America, the big tracks like Reggie wrote you, Kitty Girl, they've broken into the top hundreds on the iTunes charts. Um, this is unprecedented to have a Drag Race song. Yes, Drag Race. Even RuPaul, when she releases a song like Sissy That Walk, does not get in the top five. Yeah. This is like new territory. So let's just take a moment to appreciate it. Oh my this. God, let's... So, so when's the chart come out? Friday? Comes out Friday. Just because you get in the top five on iTunes doesn't necessarily mean you're going to chart. Because it might... Streaming yeah. factors are kept in. But it's... It's a very good sign. Oh, they'll play it. Oh my God, can you imagine that's going to be in the radio? I know. Break up. The frog Take it up. The, ooh. <laughs> they can't play most of it, can they? Well, they wouldn't have been able to if it was despunk my balls. <laughs> didn't make the cut. I did read somewhere. It's confirmed they're going to perform it on the tour. Oh, really? I think I did read that on a tweet. This is the Series 1 tour. tour which I didn't get tickets for. Blech. Um, I'll get tickets. Yay! Oh, replied, yeah. But working on it. Uh, apparently, I've, <laughs> I read somewhere that confirmed they're going to perform it. Oh, Which would be amazing. It's so good. It's already legendary. Instantly, I was going to say iconic, but I've been told this week I used the word too much. Oh. Did you notice that? Been told off by Ofcom. <laughs> no, just Ofcom just regulators. A fan just I a fan. iconic too much. I'll just got? use it once an episode and it's for this. Frock Destroyers, iconic. <laughs> I don't know why I did it in a bagger impression. <laughs> we get the... Uh, Are you mad? <laughs> mad? No. no. We get the uh, runway, which is day at the races. So uh, what would you have done for this? I would have gone the My Fair Lady route. <laughs> That's a brilliant thing. You've got the voice as well. <laughs> Liza Dolittle. <laughs> um, yeah, I would have gone f- for My Fair Lady. I would have misheard it and done day at the racist and come out dressed as Liam Neeson. <laughs> that would be my interpretation. <laughs> uh, so we get the first up the Vivian in, uh, what did you make of her outfit? I thought it was cute. It was giving me like, um, Look like something out of Wicked, but like gold, bronzy, golden. I don't really like that colour. I think it's quite basic. It kind of washed her out. Maybe it needed more than one because it was just so monotone. Yeah. I wasn't so feeling it. It's like, a, yeah. It was meh. It was meh. Meh. It was meh. A bit like the um, Silky versus Nina West lip sync. Meh. meh. We get Cheryl out in her plum frills. Oh, Cheryl. Come on, love. This is, who does she say is straight up on Marsh? <laughs> Oh, that is Dorothy Perkins' realness. That is not... Come on, Shez. And I don't like that red wig with it. Her skin looks weird. It washes out her skin. It's, it's not it's cute. It's such a good wig for... I still even... Well, we'll get to this, but um, I still thought Cheryl was going to win, even though she was clearly yeah. on the team. No, the outfit. I know I love Cheryl, but I can't defend that outfit. That's what ruined it for her. It was base. It was just like literally a dress off the rack. We get... Um, we get Crystal coming out in her... Um, like, what do you call that? Face mask. Yeah. But what do they call it? Face Keeney. Face Keeney, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. She's all like wallpaper. I absolutely loved it. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Hands down. I'm surprised it's been as divisive as it has. It's yeah. And a lot of people on social media were split on it. But I was like, that's just a gaggy. Accident. No, I think that's what Crystal's good at. <laughs> she can serve a look, Crystal. And um, we get Bagger. People love this look. 
Yeah, I wasn't that impressed. Kind of like the wig, but I it was very Priscilla. Very Priscilla, but I think it's just very bagger at this point. I feel like I know what she's going to come out in. And also, it has nothing. You know, I'm sticking for the theme. You are. If I saw you, that, you would think the theme would be like flowers or something, or like spring. Chelsea Garden flowers. Yeah, it has. No, I don't really think it's anything to do with horse racing. No. Um, so yeah, it's all right. Fuck. Considering some of Bagger's previous runways, it probably is one of her best, but that still doesn't mean it's good. No shade. Well, all shade. Oh. Um, next up, we get blue. <coughs> um, horse she's suit. Wearing a horse's head. Yeah. I love Michelle's joke of glue hydrangea. <laughs> uh, what did you think of this one? I like that she's wearing um, trousers or pants or whatever. I don't I- like this color of turquoise. I do not. No. I'm, uh, I don't think I like the makeup with it. I did like the horse's head. I like that she went full out and dragged it out. I think it's just a bit too costumey for me. Oh. I'd like to have seen, um, I don't know, but a little more subtlety. I suppose drag race isn't what we... Yeah, I get for salty. <laughs> oh, oh, God, this one is going to be controversial for me, but I want to hear your opinion. What do you think of Davina? I, I love the pieces. Yeah. There's something about the colour of it. Oh my god, we're in complete agreement then. That's it looks like a weird. It looks like it's on the wrong colour setting on your lap on your like TV. Do you know what I mean? It has a weird. It's washed out and drab. Yeah, it's like it's been all the colours bled out in the wash or something. I feel I love the, the sh- silhouette. I love the concept. Yeah, that you say. It, it, are these colours? Moon will probably know better than us. Are these colours classic jockey colours? Is that why she's chosen them? No, jockeys is bright Because I find it a very odd colour combination. It is. And everyone was gagging and I must say I was not. I love the idea and I love the shoes and that. But yeah, there was something about the colours. It did feel like washed out. Um, And from washed out to shout outs, because now we're going to take a little break where we give a shout out to everyone who's been sharing uh, about the podcast. Thank you, guys. Facebook. And we want to encourage everyone listening to... Get in the shout out yourself, but you've got to share, 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 share. At United Queendom Podcast. Share. Okay. <laughs> go with that shout outs. Thank you. Elaine Fogel. Peter Baker, who's currently playing Trigger in Only Fools and Horses the Musical. Jordan Oliveira Heller. Donna Matrix Queen, a.k.a. Steph Legs. JPYN89, Zafrina Queen, and last but not least, Fabulous, the cabaret performer doing the hilarious Gayonce show. No Gayonce, my bad. Welcome back. We have um, the judges' critiques, and they get into filth harmony. Um, first up, the Vivian. Oof. Oh, she gets bad critiques. Well, we she cocked it up though she deserves she it and um, even more surprisingly the Vivian cries on stage um, what did you make of her little breakdown I know you've got to show a bit of vulnerability they always going about vulnerability on the show don't they yeah I think she was getting very cocky and arrogant and a bit of an ice maiden and I think she may, she may be thawing <laughs> to extend the metaphor I um, I think it was a very genuine moment yeah. I think she, and it did make her human. And I do think these are, I think Davina says it in the confessional, these are the moments that make you fall in love with the person. Yeah. See the crack in her armour was refreshing. And also it's just quite nice when the queens own up to their mistakes. Yeah. Quite off-putting when they are like delusional and think they're amazing when they've just fucked it up. 
Exactly, yeah. Have you ever got into your own head and sabotaged your own performance? Like the Vivian did? Yeah, you can panic and you can then there's that thing of like you can't you make a mistake and you can't let it go. Yeah. You just cannot let it go in your head. But when you're a comedian and you're on stage and one joke goes wrong, you can't let it affect the rest of your set, can you? You shouldn't, but it's just you start to think like, oh, they don't like me. And you get in your head that they don't like you. And that's when you start crying on stage. <laughs> yeah. That's how I get my sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard to be in the moment on stage as well as prepared. It's quite a balancing act, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So they get to Cheryl and we get more tears. She starts <laughs> crying. I love that they haven't even given her her critique shit and she starts crying. She's, I'm not she, quite sure why. She's crying because she loves girls group so much. Yeah, I think that, as she said, she's been doing mediocre the whole challenge the whole um, series so then to finally have a shining moment when on a challenge that means so much to her she clearly does love girl bands yeah it just all got very emotional for her but then I find it funny that she's crying having a happy moment and then Michelle straight away is like your outfit is pedestrian <laughs> it's like knock it down from our high horse straight away let her have a moment for god's sake yeah and then they get to Crystal uh, Michelle says she's not gone big enough and then we get um, Graham saying that Cheryl overshadowed both her and the Vivienne. Jake yeah. says her outfit looks like Nana's wallpaper. It does. That's I, exactly what my Nana's. But it still works. I think it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I think. Is it my favorite? Mm. It's definitely my favorite. It might be my favorite. I didn't like a lot of the looks this week, but that is the exception to me. Ooh. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, not sorry. And Graham says it's too out there. <laughs> He's, he's acting as if it's not really a link to the races, but I think just the hat alone brings... Yeah, and she had the little binoculars, and she had the little betting ticket. It's more of race, races than bagger. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they critique the frock destroyers. Michelle says that, uh, notices that bagger is a good singer. And um, now we get bagger crying. Oh. <laughs> so Tears all around, babes. They've all been on... MDMA, ain't they? They're all on the come down. <laughs> yeah, on the BBC expenses. <laughs> um, I well, with both Cheryl and um, the Vivian, I thought it was genuine. I think Bagger, who we know can act a bit, has completely fucking put this on. I think it's totally fake. What? She, so she's crying. She doesn't think she's good enough, even though she's won two challenges. And she's been quite cocky the whole season. She's yeah. Like, I'm going to win. I'm going to get another badge. I'm going to do this. She admitted that she was not confident about the design challenge. But then as soon as it was over, she was like, I'm coming like a fucking tornado. And she has. And she's been slaying it. Yeah. This so does kind of come out of nowhere, doesn't it? But I, you think there's <coughs> nefarious means. Ooh, nefarious. Charlie's Yes. There we go. Um, I think that she had just... I think that Bagger and the Vivian have seen themselves as the front runners, and they have been. And she's just seen the Vivian stumble, cry on stage, be likable, be vulnerable. And Bagger's now thinking, shit, I have to be vulnerable. So she's just started crying and decided, <laughs> I'm not as beautiful as everyone else. Bullshit, Bagger. But I respect the hustle. Um, we get Blue, she gets praised. Um, she says she wants to be the ray of hope for little kids back home. Um, she says it's very gloomy back there. Why can't it be rainbow bright and blue all the time? But it is now. How, like, for, here we go. How fortuitous. Yes. Ooh, coming out with the big words. <laughs> um, that Yeah, all these episodes airing just as gay marriage has been legalised. Yeah, it's been quite a coincidence, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure Blue takes full credit for the whole thing. <laughs> um, they talk about Davina. Michelle says it's her favourite verse. And Jade says she wishes for her range. I know. So everyone's 
living for um Davina's voice tone, yeah and I love that um Jade calls it Ariana Grande national realness it was a good poem I think it was written for her I don't think it was <laughs> just saying uh, but Michelle, again, when they compliment someone on this episode, they have to then knock them down. Yeah. It's like, your face is ashy. I mean, it do- is very grey. <laughs> I hadn't noticed, but once it was pointed out, I could see it. It's yeah. kind of ghoulish. And we get, as if we haven't had enough tears already, they have their untucked section and we get the Vivian crying. I feel like I made a show of myself. I fucked it up. You did. But I love that even at home. Um... <laughs> Confirmation <laughs> from Charlie. Yeah. Yes, yes, she did. did. <laughs> I love it even at her most vulnerable she's still quite competitive and aggressive she's like well I'm gonna make sure I fucking destroy whoever I'm lip syncing against yeah and Crystal's sat there like shit, shit. <laughs> she knows it's her cacking herself in that onesie how do they ever hear anyone say cacking themselves anymore it's quite I know for, let's bring back cacking themselves I think it's a good word it really sounds like what it is cack <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we get I mean there's so many people crying that they're having to like take turns and they're all overlapping each other but Crystal starts to cry, but then Cheryl interrupts her to talk about girl groups. <laughs> Love Cheryl. <laughs> Did you think this was insensitive? I thought it was funny. I, I the, ed- it was f- the edited Cheryl to look like the most like Narciss- sensitive, yeah, narcissistic bitch. <laughs> 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 but if you actually watch Crystal's face as Cheryl's banging on, her face crumples and it's actually quite heartbreaking. Aww. But I think on Drag Race, if you're having an emotional moment, you can't even afford to go quiet for a second because some bitch will start talking. Yeah. You kind of have to just get <laughs> Um, but after Cheryl finishes her two hour rant about girl groups Crystal does get to speak again and she says she feels like even her best isn't good enough oh babes let's give her a hug oh well, Crystal you want to give her more than a hug I do I'll give her a naked hug <laughs> there was a very mortifying moment I thought when the Vivian said she got the worst critique. She's like, everyone got good critiques, even Crystal. What <laughs> <laughs> um, a Come on, man. But they end on a positive because they all do a group hug, um, which Charlie would like to get involved in naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just with Crystal. And they're all crying. They're all hugging. Meanwhile, Jade is saying in the deliberations that um, Blue could have pushed it even more, to which Michelle says... She had a horse's head. know. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the th- the three tick comment from the other week. It's like, oh, yeah. I just feel like I'm boring. You've got three, three tits. tits. <laughs> you need to bring it more. I'm wearing a horse's head. Like, what do you want? <laughs> In the world of drag race, these things just need to be pushed. <laughs> so RuPaul has made some decisions. Some decisions. She um, she gives the first ever. Three wins in Drag Race history. Three wins, triple wins. What did you think of this? Like I said, controversially, don't come at me, people. Don't send me hate. Do. Don't send me tech don't, threats. Don't send it to me, send it to Charlie. I would have given the win to Blue. That I, is controversial. I and thought I think she Blue just. I, <laughs> Blue to Blue to I thought she just stood out this week. I really did. I thought she really stood out in her girl group. I thought she looked great. Well, I... I would have given it to her. I'm just... Um, my view is probably as controversial as yours, but I, I did think Cheryl deserved a win, but it would be weird to give someone a win who wasn't on the winning team. Yeah. I think they should have said, you three won, you did the best. Or maybe they should have given two wins, but one to, say, Davina, and the other to uh, Cheryl. Oh. I just think Cheryl really ended it. And really, she didn't win this week because she wasn't... Just because of how the teams played out. Yeah. It just seems like a bit unfair. 
Um, but Cheryl is declared safe instead, so you think that's yeah. the right thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we get the bottom two, which is the Vivian versus... Who would have thought the Vivian would be in the bottom two? On a singing challenge. Literally last week, you would have thought there's no way that the front runner... Because I haven't thought last week, I think I was getting a bit worried that she was becoming too much of a front runner. Yeah. And it's like, dramatically, what's the best thing that could happen? Put her in the bottom two. Absolutely. Because even someone else who's been um, a front runner... Uh, like Bagger and Davina I could imagine them falling in the bottom yeah. I did not think that Vivian was going to give them the no way yeah but boy was I wrong no way to, to see this coming and then we get the song oh who got the power this is like when we've probably even mentioned it on the show when we talked about dream lip sync songs I've always put power in there oh really it's a song that whenever I listen to which is often um, I'm always imagining myself lip syncing to it. It's a fucking amazing song. It's so anthemic, powerful, catchy. I just love every bit of it. So I'm so glad they included it. But did they do it justice, these two? Well, I was disappointed with the Vivian. I thought she was going to absolutely bring it. And I know she doesn't lip sync. She sings live. Yeah. I really want to see her do Cher. Have you ever seen her do Cher? I saw her post her pictures on social media. Yeah. She, did look like she looked amazing. I wonder what she sounds... I wonder if she sounds good. She, um, she will. We've heard her impersonation. She wouldn't do yeah. it. She could do it, would she? Um, I... May, call me crazy. Crazy Charlie. <laughs> I think Crystal won this lip sync. I... Do, do disagree with you. I suspect maybe that Crystal did win the lip sync, but I think what they've shown, what they've edited, it shows as Vivian, the Vivian winning. But yeah, there's not a lot in it, but I don't think either of them killed it. No. Um, I feel like the lip syncs are getting better every episode, but they still have not. They're hit. still lackluster, aren't they? Yeah. I you mean, can't get around it. I said earlier, and we both admitted that uh, lip syncing is probably a lot harder than we give it credit for, but I do think I would have beaten them both to this lip sync. I can lip sync to power. Yeah. That is one of those songs I know I can do. And they missed a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of big moments in the song that they just didn't really do anything for. Yeah. I wonder what it is. The British Queen should start, maybe because they just don't do it enough. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. I think that um, there's a lot more choreograph choreographed dancers on the US show than the British show. I think we focus a lot more on comedy and uh, handling a mic, which I wonder, shows uh, snatch game and stuff. But Crystal says she lips it. If I misheard, I swear she said in one episode she does lips. She says she does comedy lip syncs. Yeah. So Crystal should be better. I can understand Vivian, who probably never lips and always sings live. But if you're doing comedy lip syncs, you're not really dancing, are you? Yeah, I suppose. Um, Crystal gets a bit of an awkward moment when she takes her hat off and she's got her hair all in her face and we're seeing a bit of her boy hair. In that awful wig. Yeah. Oh my god! So I'm surprised she thought she won after that moment. Actually, yeah, I don't know. I thought Vivian was a bit one note. It kept being this like pointy, pointy, pointy. It was a bit. She was the um, um, cabaret cruise ship. Yeah, just what's they the pointy sisters that they call her? I thought Crystal had a bit more variety and levels. She gave levels. Levels. Uh, actually, the person dancing most during the lip sync is Graham Norton. Yeah. <laughs> He's bopping away on the judges' desk. But like, where was that from those two? I know. Graham should have slayed them both. And Miss Cheryl. What I love about the British one, or if you look at the girls in the back, that all the girls are dancing in the back as well. 
Yeah, <laughs> Cheryl, yeah. Literally, Cheryl's giving the best lip sync from the back, showing on stage. But then the Vivian gives what is one of the most legendary moments in lip sync ever when she takes off her heel and uses it as a phone. <laughs> yeah. I think the world gagged when she did that. Obviously, I mean, sarcastic. It was kind of... <laughs> Kind of shit. <laughs> but, but she won and I think she um, deserved to win. And I I would have said I think Crystal won the lip sync, but I would have um I would have given it to Viv just because of the pedigree. Yeah, I agree with you. I think yeah. that if someone's really slaying it, then they have to lose the lip sync quite clearly to be sent out. Yeah. Whereas this, if it's close, even if you slightly lost, I think that yeah. your performance should factor in. So very unfortunately for you, Charlie, uh, Crystal Saturday's away. I know. The um, exactly the trade of the series is gone. (laughs) Well, we still have bag of chips. Um, so yeah Ru- RuPaul says Crystal my queen go forth and shine bright like a diamond shine bright like a diamond <laughs> and Crystal says, babes. fuck diamonds try Crystal <laughs> I don't know if she's promoting drugs or what but I, I quite liked it as an exit line Crystal Crit- Beth Crystal um, Beth yeah her real name that she has not al- been allowed to use on the show oh, rightly so there's kids watching but it's really hard for the queens because like if you're just known as Crystal, it means it's very hard for you to have an internet presence because it's just one word. And yeah. And come up in search. And search also it doesn't it. sound, Crystal, it doesn't actually make you sound that cool. It just sounds like a porn name. Yeah. It, it, the same thing happened with Alaska. She wasn't really allowed to use Thunderfuck on Drag Race. So she just became known as Alaska and had to push it outside of the show. But it really kind of ruins your whole branding thing. Yeah. Not that it's hindered Alaska, of course. Um, Crystal says, I hope I did East London proud. Well... I live in East London, and I'm proud of that. Yay! We're proud. We're proud of you, babes. We'll come see you. Where does she perform? Uh, she performs at the Bethnal Green Working Men's Club. She has oh. a, uh, whatchamacallit, viewing party every Thursday. How nice! Although, where she discusses the episode, although this week, I guess, she won't be in the episode, so she'll be viewing more as a fan. But um, yeah, check her out there. And we're at the end of the episode. Yes. Uh, we have to mention the preview for this week on Thursday. We're going to be doing a new episode, which is <gasps> non-drag race related content. But we promise you it's going to be amazing. So tune in for that. And um, we, oh, we have to talk about the preview uh, for next week's episode. Um, making bottles of water. Selling bottles of water. Making bottles of water. And the the... The bit that's getting everyone really excited is we see a little clip of Davina and the Vivian who are going in on each other. other. Yeah, so it seems like there's going to be a massive, massive feud kicking off. And uh, the last thing to remind about is also we've got our interview with Trixie Mattel, which came out last week. So Love Trixie. Listen to that, yet, you should. It's a great chat. She um, is eating during it, but apart from that, you'll love it. <laughs> and yeah, I think we've. Um, We've wrapped everything up. We have. I know this was literally... <laughs> I want to close the way I open. <laughs> no, this is one of my favorite episodes of all time. Genuinely. It's up there. I agree with you. It was yeah. such a good episode. Snatch game last week. Girl group this week. This is peak drag race, people. And we're living in it. I am. Uh, I fucking Be love grateful. the UK one. So yeah. Thank you for listening. Thanks, people. Oh, follow us on Instagram at United Queendom Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at CharlieValentine underscore X. Give us a cheeky little story. A cheeky like. And slip into our DMs. Oh, You're so good at remembering. Slide right in. Instagram. I never remember that. And thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Bye.